going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Clash Corner Podcast, a pop culture podcast where two cousins argue about their least favorite MCU movies or which DC superhero is their least favorite. All of them. Fair. If I had to pick, I'd probably have to go with Red Tornado because he's supposed to be like the DC version of Vision. He's an android. And all he does is spin really fast and turn into a tornado. I'm money. Why don't you swallow your pop chips? I'm money. I'm DJ. And today, it's been a roller coaster so far. We just finished recording our uh, Coke versus Pepsi episode, and we learned some very interesting facts that we're not going to talk. We're about. not going to talk about it because you know, bad. This but, is uh, an episode that DJ has wanted to do for a very long time. Okay. I mean, this was one of the first ideas that you had because of your distaste for the movie you're talking well, about today. I like to, so I like to. We've done it with like I always have a few that I really want to do. Like there was the one, the Transformers one I wanted to do because I just really wanted to talk about the Transformers franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to talk about bad movies. Yeah. Like I even asked you, I was like, "What is your least favorite like adaptation movie?" Mm-hmm. And you still haven't been able to think of it. Yeah, but I could say like if we ever come to it, there will be a day when I talk about Dragon Ball Evolution, the f- tragedy that that was. I'm watching Shameless right now. Shameless is so good. I love can't sh- wait for you to finish so we can do a Shameless episode. I love Shameless. We could do so a far. sibling bracket. Like who's worse? There you go. Right. Um, so we're watching Shameless right now, and uh, what's his name? Steve or Jimmy? He goes by both. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Goku in the Dragon Ball Z movie. Ooh, yikes! Justin Chadwick as Goku. Solid. Whitewashing. And you know who played Bulma? Fiona. Oh, really? They were both in Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. That's weird. I don't like that. That's actually where I first saw her. That was like the first movie that I saw her in. And mm-hmm. then I started watching. And I was like, oh shit, there's not Goku. Oh shit, there's Bulma. Hmm. This is weird. And now whenever, I'm glad he's gone from the show because every time he'd be on the show, I look at him and go, there he goes. White Goku. White Goku. And an anime, a show, anime, whatever. Anyway, so today. So with all, with all that being said. We are talking about which one is worse. Thor the Dark World, as I will be calling it the rest of the day, Thor the Dark Thor. And I'll get into why. Or Captain Marvel, a movie that you have told me you adamantly dislike. So I would like we'll get into it. Well, I just want to preface with something. There will not be a single part of my argument that will be talking about Brie Larson and people's hate for Brie Larson. I think she's great casting because she is a strong, independent woman who is a great role model. For little children looking up to a strong, powerful woman superhero. One of the most powerful in the MCU or in Marvel as a whole. And while I may not care for her movie, it's not a knock on her. I do not want to hear anybody talking about their dislike for Brie Larson in the role because I think it's just a bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. Well, the thing is. And I don't want to hear it. I feel like the thing that people. Like, I haven't watched the movie in a while, but like, I feel like people just. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But, like, that movie got a lot of hate for no reason. Like, even in the reviews. And the reviews, like, you said it. It's not a good movie. But I feel like the reviews for that should have, like, reflected a little bit more. Like, Thor The Dark World, and it, we'll get into it. But, like, they're not as bad as people say they no, are. No, no, they're no. still bad. The thing about... And this should not have... This is what I was trying to say. Captain Marvel, I looked at it from a wide lens. I watched a video on it on my way over here. Like, you remember I said Screen Rant or Screen Crush does the right, things wrong right with now. it? Uh-huh. 
They were just nitpicking at that point, and it wasn't anything to do with Brie Larson. It was just like the movie itself. No, no. The thing is, is that I think there's two sides of this argument. Yeah. One of which you can make, and one of which I don't think is acceptable to make. The argument that I will be having today is that I just do not think that Captain Marvel was a well-written movie, and it was not a great introduction to the character. Agreed. The other argument is that you have a bunch of white cisgender men out there looking at a powerful white superhero and being like why are women superheroes and that Meanwhile, is why I think Wonder Woman came out a couple years prior and no one said shit and that is just a stupid argument anybody can super be a superhero anybody can be represented in pop culture and it's great to have diversity in the MCU and I think it's a great example for little children watching these movies and to have a woman as a superhero hell yeah let's do it they, I mean there's right. pl- there's plenty of Strong women superheroes. Right. Supergirl, Wonder Woman, Power Girl. Uh, I think there was a female Green Lantern at one time. You have uh, Jane Foster, Thor. Well, the thing, what's wrong with Ca- uh, the thing? Of, Sue Sue Storm. The thing about Brie Larson going. is that Brie Larson's Captain Marvel was written as a very quote cocky and narcissistic character that because is not she's a badass. Knock on her, no, no, no. That's how people percepted perceived her character. So when people see a strong, badass woman superhero, right. hurts their masculinity a little bit. Give me a break. Anybody can be a superhero, and I will not be knocking Brie Larson. I will just be knocking Shitting on the movie. The movie itself. Let me which just is put a point good. to that. And I'm just gonna say this to the whole hurting masculinity thing. Wonder Woman could whip, rip Batman in half, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Gotta, Why is that a problem? You gotta tell the tape today, man. Here we go. I can eat my pop chips while you talk. Yeah, move the bag closer or farther to the mic, okay? The MCU is one of the most successful film franchises of all time. In case you guys don't know that. Amassing over $26.6 billion to date, it has done what many other film franchises have failed to do, but it's not perfect. There, of course, have been some duds, and today, that's what we're going to talk about, okay? You're a dud. The D&D, oh my God. We haven't done a D&D joke. I haven't done a D&D all season. You owe me four. The D and DJ stands for dud. Yeah, well, oh my god. The D and DJ stands for Dasani for last episode. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. The D and oh DJ stands for god. Dr. Pepper. Uh, I cannot believe I forgot. The D and DJ stands for Thor the Dark World. The D and DJ. No, st- shut up. I'm so stressed out right now that I forgot. Oh, I just gave you four, so you got to do two. Oh All right. So today we're talking about Thor the Dark World and Captain Marvel. Thor the Dark World was released November 8th, 2013. Happy birthday to me. We're close to my birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. Captain Marvel was released March 4th, 2019. I believe that came out right before uh, Endgame, right? Endgame. Yep. Thor the Dark World's budget was roughly 150 to $170 million. Captain Marvel's budget, I think I have a typo here. Let me just double check this. I wrote $644 million. Oh, yeah. Uh, DJ, you don't have this down to a science yet? Shut up. Just shut up. DJ, you don't have this down to a science yet? Shut for up. those of you who don't Captain know... Captan Marvel's budget was $152 million. The, for those of you who don't know, in the in the cold open from last episode, uh, Coke vs. Pepsi, I had a little bit of a troubleshooting issue getting the podcast recording. Here's where it came up. And okay. DJ told me, you don't have this down to a science yet? So now, anytime DJ fucks anything up, I'm going to respond with, you don't have this down to a science yet. Cat, uh, I, here's what happened. I mixed up when I was writing this. I flipped... Thor the Dark World's gross with Captain Marvel's budget. You don't have this down to a science yet? Captain uh, Thor the... Oh my God! Shut up, money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thor the Dark World's uh, gross was $644.8 million. 
not and it's not a failure, barely a success. Captain Marvel came in with one point one two eight billion dollars. Okay. Uh, reviews. This is what we were a little t- we touched on a little bit earlier. Thor: The Dark World came in with a sixty six percent critical audience, seventy five percent. Captain Marvel reviews. Uh, critical 79%, audience 45%. And that ties into what you were talking about that and I there was a lot of articles about it that people intentionally bombed the audience reviews of Captain Marvel to try to get it to do worse. Right. Meanwhile, it broke a billion dollars right. at the box office. So, for all you jackasses out there that tried to bomb a movie because of an actor not because of the movie being terrible, because of an actor in a movie, you can go fuck yourself, and I don't want you as a fucking supporter of my podcast. Grow up. Not you. This is the so. same people that had a problem with Reva in Obi-Wan because of... <laughs> I thought you said Reba. Reva. They had a problem with Reva in Obi-Wan because she was a black actress, and they didn't like it. Meanwhile, they were like, oh, they're writing her bad. She's a bad actress. She shouldn't be in Obi-Wan. Meanwhile, it was just part of the story, and she became a better character. So, like I said earlier, if you have a problem with any of this, please kindly stop listening to our fucking podcast because you are what's wrong with this country. Thank you very much. Amen, DJ. Amen. We're, Trivia. Here we, we go. We're an opening, accepting podcast to all. I work at a dojo that's. I have kids coming to me that get bullied all the time. So when people get shit on for being themselves, I get very sensitive about it. Trivia for Thor the Dark Thor. I'm going to do some Dark Thor trivia, okay? Tom Hiddleston was originally not going to appear at all, and there was going to be a much greater focus on Malekith the Dark Elf. But with the popularity of Avengers 2012, they had since rewrote it so Loki was more of a prominent figure. Okay. In Captain Marvel, Brie Larson was allergic to cats, so whenever she had to inter- interact with Goose the Cat, they had to use a VFX cat. Oh, wow. Fully, ver- fully VFX, which I think was good. They didn't do a good job with the VFX, though. It looks terrifying. So, shall we get ready? There was something I was going to say before we got into it. Oh, uh, in terms of a track record for Thor, I guess this is part of my argument, so I guess I, I won't. Just wait, just wait. Uh, flip my phone. Here we go. One uh, head. No, you have it. a thing on the back of your phone. Magnet. It's going to wait it. Ready? Okay. I've won every coin toss this season. Literally every coin toss this season. I'm flabbergasted. Uh, it's 50-50 odds. Okay. So before I even start, I want to. I have three changes that I would make to Thor: The Dark Thor to oh, make it a better movie. Are we fan? Are we fan? This fan is. I, I stand by that this would make the movie better. Okay. Number one, the guy that was Jane's love interest at the beginning. I can't believe you didn't do any sort of synopsis for the movie here for people who may not have seen either one of them. Here we go. What's wrong with you? So. Thor The Dark World takes place right after Avengers 1. At the end of Avengers 1, you had Thor taking the Tesseract and Loki back to Asgard. And this the movie opens with Thor landing in a battlefield. Apparently, the Nine Realms are in utter chaos because of unbeknownst reasons. We are also introduced to something called the Aether, which we, turn out to, which we come to find out is the Reality Stone. And Malekith, the head of the Dark Elves, we'll get to that later, by the way, he is allegedly drawn to the power of the ether because he used it to try to take over Asgard millennia ago. Odin stopped him. The movie goes from there. Captain Marvel is an origin story for one of the most powerful beings in the MCU to date, where Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, or Veers as she is introduced, is shown to be trying to refigure out her origin as well as unlocking her full potential. I digress. 
three changes I would make to Thor the Dark Now, Thor. I just want to reiterate one thing, then we can start. Go. This is which movie is worse? Yes. You think Thor the Dark World is worse so than Captain worse. Marvel. So much worse. I think that Captain Marvel as a movie is worse than Thor the Dark World. Yep. Just want to make sure that's clear. All right, here are three Go changes, ahead. okay? So, Jane's love interest in Thor the Dark World. I, instead of making him a throwaway character, because he's only in it for a couple scenes, mm-hmm. I would make him Donald Blake. I would make him her ex from the first movie. That way there's a little bit more of a love triangle between Donald Blake, who in the comics is Thor's alter ego, mm-hmm. and then Thor himself. Okay. I would make that change. I feel like it would do better for the storyline. Change number two. I would take Loki out of the movie entirely. Hmm. I think that the problem with the first two Thor movies is that it is part of the Loki trilogy. I think the Loki trilogy of movies is Thor 1, Avengers 1, Thor 2. And I feel like having him since, and I'm not going to take it away from him. He's a great charismatic character. I think he's uh, excellently cast. He brings a lot to the table in the MCU as a whole. I think he should have been taken out and he should have just been in jail and Malekith should have gotten more screen time. Okay. Okay. Third change is something they originally wanted to do. They wanted to take Malekith out of the movie because the reality stone or the ether was supposed to turn Jane into a villain and it was supposed to open up with her destroying the world of the Dark Elves in the opening and then going to Earth and being the villain. Okay. I think any variation of those three could have made it a better movie. I'll start I'll start there. I'll go into my points later. Okay. So can I tell you my changes that I would make to Captain Marvel? Go for it. Uh, just throw the whole movie away and start over. Really? That's what I would do. I don't think it's that bad. No, the thing is, is that we're talking like, about the thing we're talking about, Captain Marvel. I, this is going to be something I do. You say the thing is often, and I've been listening to it. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this. What it is? What's is, up? <laughs> the divine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. What it is? What's up? <laughs> the problem God with damn. the movie is that I am all for non-linear storytelling, which is what Captain Marvel is, right? Yeah. You start off Captain Marvel on this distant planet. They're going on a mission. They're on the Kree homeworld. Right, exactly. Yeah. But then they go on this mission to another planet, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And you're kind of like piecing it together with Captain Marvel, which I think is cool. It's kind of like it puts you in the same seat as the character, figuring out what the past is, how it happened, all this kind of stuff, sure. right? Uh, number one, the Tesseract has been in more movies than any other character in the MCU. Tesseract which, which has been in nuts. more movies than any of the Infinity Stones. I feel that, like with the Tesseract, it's just like, oh my god, we need to give a superhero it's a powers, powers. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which isn't great, but I understand why they did it like that. Sure. But my problem is that, like, I understand that this was a like. Not only was this a, uh, origin story? a an origin story for Captain Marvel, uh-huh. Carol Danvers, but it was also an origin story for how Nick Fury created the Avengers, which I I get that that's why he like made the Avengers because that was the name of her ship and stuff like that. But the MCU does great world building, right? Yeah, like they they're really good at having things lead into each other and build up this universe and have things connect and everything, yep. right? But it didn't really feel that it was something that needed to have a an origin in the first place. Like it could have just been Nick Fury wanted to make this team. It didn't have to have a greater purpose. Like Nick Fury knew who Captain Marvel was. I but think I do understand that they needed Captain Marvel to meet Nick Fury because they're the pager, the pager. and it yeah. gets her. And I but understand this is, this that. Is, so I agree with you in this sense, and I think this is why I don't. Think, I think it's a good movie, but I think it's like it has its faults. It has the Han Solo, the Solo movie effect to it. Like it felt like it was a, 
it felt like it was a prequel to another movie that we never saw in that in Solo all we got was how Han Solo got his name of Han Solo because he was alone that's it his name was like yeah. we found out how he got his best his vest his boots his gun like that's kind of what Captain Marvel was. We found right. out why the Avengers were formed. We found out why, how Nick Fury lost his fucking eye, which, stupid. We found out how she got her powers. Like, it, like how he got the pager. Like, they were just checking boxes yeah, yeah, yeah. to get her to Endgame. Yep. Right? Um, and, like, that's the thing about it. I feel that the Captain Marvel movie felt forced in between the two of them. Like, I feel like a Captain Marvel movie should have come out, like... I don't know. Phase two. Before Infinity War, at she least. was supposed to be in Age of Ultron. Right, I understand that, which would have been worse, I think, in my opinion. Would have no, been no, so no. Imagine, random. imagine. Okay, imagine they like end of Age of Ultron. You have the new team or the new members, and you just see Captain Marvel in the background, and everyone's like, "Who is this? What's going on? We've never seen this person before." Boom, Captain Marvel solo movie, establish her. Then she goes off to space to go help the uh, the scrolls or the Kree or whatever comes back for Infinity War makes so much more sense than trying to shoehorn her in after the snap she shows up and is like where's Fury then they put it in before Endgame because then they got to check all the boxes to get her to Endgame I feel right. like putting her in earlier would have made more sense yeah I don't know I, I feel that no matter where she really fell it would have been weird and not really fit in and yeah. I, 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 I don't think that where they put it was good especially with Ant-Man and the Wasp being between Infinity War and Endgame, like that movie was okay. You know, and it wasn't nice. great, but it made sense in between the two movies, you know? Exactly. Captain Marvel felt kind of like you watch the post credit scenes, you'll be good. Exactly. Yeah. Like when Cat watched all the MCU, mm-hmm. skip Captain Marvel, just yeah. showed her the post credit scenes. I showed her the necessary post credit scenes and just skipped movies entirely. Right. And she was like, I got everything so far. My problem with Thor the Dark Thor, okay? Too damn dark, first of all. 80% of the movie is shrouded in darkness. Why do you call it Thor the Dark Thor? That's just an inside joke from uh, the Weekly Planet. They always call it the Dark Thor, and I think it's hilarious. Okay. But, uh, no, it's like a dark movie. Like, I feel like the vibe of the first two Thor movies was dark Shakespearean with superhero elements mixed in. Right? Okay. Um, so, my biggest problem is, why is Malekith in the movie? Malekith, the Dark Elf, the head of the Dark Elves, is barely in it. I think he has 15 minutes of screen time, whereas Loki has like 45. And, and I, it's so obvious that Loki was added late in the day because of the uh, big praise that he got from Thor 1, Avengers, and then there was that open-ended thing. And I got to say this, though, as a somehow a pro for the movie, Loki kills it in the movie. I can't even say... That he's bad in it. I just think it's very obvious that he was added late. And I love the fact, and I'm going to stop saying pros for this movie after the fact. The fact that Loki, in the middle of an attack on Asgard, right, tries to help the enemy attacking, Mm -hmm. tells him, hey, you want to get to him? Up the stairs to the left. That's how his mother dies. He's the reason his mother dies. I know. And then it completely wrecks him going forward. I love that for him. The thing here is that I understand your argument of Malekith not being in the movie a lot, being like kind of like a looming presence instead of like actually being in the movie, right? Yeah. How is that any different than Yon-Rog in Captain Marvel? Because Yon-Rog, Yon-Rog is actively barely, trained her. Right, but he's really not like, he's not a... So the thing is, is that you have Malekith who's actually a physical threat for Thor. Yes or no? 
With the ether, but without that, he's just a guy. But with the ether, he's a physical threat for Thor. But even still, like it, 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 the the ether, the re- it's the reality stone. I'm gonna call it the reality stone. Okay, the the reality stone is supposed to make it so. Malekith can do whatever he wants. I know. And the big plot of the movie is that the convergence is happening, which I'm pretty sure they just talked about it. No, it was um, Incursion in Multiverse of Madness, right? right? Okay. So the convergence is happening where all the nine realms line up, and then you can go to each one, yada, 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 and he's going to destroy them all for the sake of destroying them all because evil is evil and he's evil. Of course, right? yeah. He is supposed to be so powerful that Thor should not be able to touch him. But at the end of the goddamn movie, when he's doing his big red blood tornado with the ether around him, and he's attacking all the things, Thor just takes Mjolnir and goes, and nails him in the head, but and it's over. That is no different than Captain Marvel, though. You have, you have, as you just said, Malekith is just a guy without the reality stuff. Yes. Yonrog is literally just a, guy. just a guy and he does not get an infinity stone. No. Right? So literally the movie plays on that joke in the final fight after they're fighting with the whoever up in space, the, uh, right? The, the Kree. Right, exactly. That at the end of the movie, Yonrog gets out of his ship, he stands up in a fight pose, and Carol Danvers just goes bang with her powers and sends him flying across well, the, the joke field. of that but, is, but is he that it, but he's a, it's a joke because he's not really a threat, and that the joke is that Captain Marvel is so powerful. But why well, you're getting the you're missing the build up to it earlier in the movie where he's I like understand. you have to control your emotions, don't use this, use this, and he points to her brain and he's like you're too emotional. Meanwhile, she's in complete control of her emotions the whole movie. She's it, very he's just playing mind games exactly, I and then she's just like. I've been this strong the whole time, and you're trying to restrain me. Right. Like, and don't I, use your powers. Bam! I'm going to use it. Like, right. that makes and more I, sense. I get all of that. Right. I understand all of that. But he's not really like. She's just beating up. NPCs the whole movie really yeah. you know what I mean like you're you're telling me from a writing standpoint that this is the most powerful Avenger she is up to this point Thor hasn't gone What's crazy that? with his you know his crazy stuff with the Odin, with the Odin force. right he's he's powerful but Captain Marvel is advertised as you know the, strongest, the strongest person in the MCU right now but instead of showing us that power it becomes. They show it. She flies through like hundreds of ships. I understand, but in spectacular fashion. Right, but she can fly through ships and stuff that we've seen Thor do. True. We've seen Iron Man do, and now all of a sudden, this is what we're intended to believe. Right. It's really not good writing in the aspect of Captain Marvel is extremely powerful, but you don't do much to tell us how she's more powerful than other superheroes that she's in the same bracket. That's as, fair. right. That's my problem with Captain Marvel's writing. It's got nothing to do with Brie Larson. It's got nothing to do with her. No, it's just the, the stacking the of the writing itself. It's just, if you're going to tell me that this character is so extremely powerful, you need to have her go up against someone who's just as powerful like, to show us the balance bring us, and how yeah, bring us like you know a, what I mean? Bring us like a cosmic character, not just the Kree race, right? Mm-hmm. In Thor, it's just like, okay, so the convergence is happening, right? Jane Foster... Fall is wandering around in like that shipping container yard because some electromagnetic field is off. It's kind of very Stranger Thingsy, and she somehow just magically falls through this rip in space time that lands her right next to where the ether is. It like where it is, right? Yeah. yeah. That's just for the sake of getting the ether into her body, so then it's a plot MacGuffin going forward. Then, okay, you have you cut to Thor talking to um. 
Heimdall. And Heimdall's like, oh, Thor, you have to watch out. The convergence is happening. It's coming soon. Malekith. The convergence is coming in X amount. Like, they say X amount of time. Odin says that it's happening soon. It happened. She already has it, right? So even the writing from that perspective doesn't make sense because it's like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. We're tracking this by the day. It happened already. Then you get to the point where she goes to Asgard and we find out that you can't touch her because in the sense of danger, the ether like explodes or whatever. So Thor goes, don't, and it explodes. And then he walks over, touches her face and says, touch her. So you just broke your own goddamn rule within the first 30 seconds of saying it, right? right? Yeah. Right. Okay. This movie pisses me off. Then you have everything with Loki being the the other protagonist of his trilogy of movies. Again, we established Malekith at the beginning of the movie. We established that him and Odin have this dark past, and then you go to Thor fighting somewhere. Have Thor go fight the Dark Elves. We've seen that he can handily fight all the Dark Elves. Mm -hmm. All of Asgard, when they get invaded, it looks like it's a looming threat that they're going to just wreck shop when they come in with their invisible ships and they attack Asgard. It looks like the Dark Elves are killing all the Asgardians. Mm -hmm. You cut back, all the Asgardians are fine, and all the the Dark Elves are dead. There's no stakes. There's no stakes. The Asgardians handily defeat the Dark Elves, except for that big hulking one that has the extremist powers from Iron Man. I'm going to call it that because that's what it looks like. He sticks himself with like something in his stomach. Red, orange like fuzz goes over his body. It's extremist. Oh, I understand. Thor, I understand right? yeah. So he, he that, that one goon, that one random goon that gets transported into Asgard as a prisoner of war whatever is the only real threat. By the way, Heimdall can see everything in the known universe, right? He could see Thor on Earth. He could see Loki over with Thanos, whatever. You're going to tell me that this man... You're going to tell me that this man Heimdall didn't notice a dark elf just walk into Asgard as a prisoner of war and didn't think to tell Odin, yo, we got a problem right now. No, I hear you. Like, that's... To me, I hear your point about bad writing. Mm -hmm. That's just also bad writing in Thor and the reason I call it the and like the I know with Loki that the point of his character up until the show Loki is that he's a morally ambiguous character mm-hmm. did you really think when they were in Svetelheim the dark elf homeworld when Loki cut off Thor's hand he actually cut off Thor's hand no nobody thought that right because why would he do it Loki acknowledges that the Dark Elves are a problem. He understands that the Aether is a bad thing because of his time with Thanos over collecting the Infinity Stones. Yeah. He knows what's going on. So why would he go with why would he go with him? And then when Loki dies, get the fuck out of here. Loki has died in two of the three movies he's been in. Three of the three movies he's been in. He's died in all three so far. He's not dead. He died in uh, Thor One. Yep. Oh, he didn't die in Avengers One. He got transported as a prisoner. Sorry. Right. And then he goes, then he dies in Thor 2, right? And then Infinity War. And then Infinity War. But he's fine. Right. So, in almost all the movies, Odin, uh, Odin, Thor, Loki is in, he's died and come back. And we didn't know at the time that that was going to be a trend, but we knew it happened in Thor 1. So we're like, yeah. All right. And I hear you. And then he just is on the throne at the end. And I hear you about shoehorn writing and kind of like having things be convenient just for the sake of the plot, right? I totally hear you. I hate that in movies. And that there's low stakes and everything. But I feel that Captain Marvel does a more exemplary job of that in terms of like having to write things for the sake of writing, right? Like with Thor the Dark World, it was a blank slate for them, right? 
they were coming into this movie being like, okay, here are our ideas. We have no idea where we're going other than Thor needs to be back with the Avengers by the end of the movie or be at least... Oh, yeah, a- he was on Earth at the end of the movie. That's right, Or yeah. be able to go to Earth at the end of the movie. But that, right? doesn't ma- but that doesn't even matter because they establish in the Avengers that even without the Bifrost, he can just come and go right, as I he pleases. So that doesn't even matter as a plot it, it point. Was a bang- it was a blank slate for him, right. right? When it came to Captain Marvel, I feel that, that they... That was also a blank... They, well, it wasn't well, a blank no, no, slate. No, 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 it was not a blank slate because they had to write the movie backwards, right? Right. They had to write it in terms of, okay, Captain Marvel needs to come back for Endgame, but also Captain Marvel has been gone for so long. Why has Fury not pressed the pager when New York is under attack from literally villains from space? All Captain Marvel had to do was fly up the portal, destroy Thanos' ship where all the bad guys are coming from, boom. Ultron's coming. All she had to do is give it a big photon blast. Boom. Yeah. And it's gone. Right. We need to give Captain Marvel some reason as to why she's not around. And even that's not a good explanation. She's helping the scrolls out in space. Great. But the second Fury presses that page or she comes back. Yeah. Why didn't Fury press it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't give me enough satisfying conclusion to tie all the loops in the writing for me. Mm. While Thor, at least, while it may not be a good movie, at least for the movie, it makes sense in its own context. I I feel like Captain Marvel did too much bouncing around of like, okay, so this is everything that happened in the universe, and now we need to weave in, okay, actually the Tesseract was in space during this year, and then because Captain Marvel was up flying in a ship, she got the powers, but then immediately after that, the Tesseract goes back to where it had been. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Just, they weave this story into what's already happening in the timeline and not everything is as clean crinkle cut as it should be right and even the ending of the movie with Captain Marvel going off to space that doesn't do it for me no because he had the pager it makes if no- New York is under attack by Loki and these giant creatures he could have saved so many lives instead of trying to stop the nuke with the RPG on the ship. You know what I mean? Oh, a nuke, a nuke, yeah, a straight up nuke. But he shot the RPG at the right, plane, right? Right. Just press the pager. Like, right, and press this is the, the pager. And this is the problem with this is the main problem with the MCU as of right now is because they have such a diverse, uh, like universe that they've built up. They they can't try to like make a movie that retcons a character into continuity where they weren't already. Think about Black Widow. They tried to make a Black Widow movie after we knew she died. Like, what are the stakes in that movie? We know she has to get to Infinity War. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it just, I just don't like that. And, and that's the same with Captain Marvel, how we knew, obviously, Captain Marvel has to get to Infinity gonna come War. Back, she has right. to get to Endgame. Like, yep. she's gotta be there. She's not gonna die. She's gonna get herself. We have to see her get from Veers to Carol Danvers to Captain Marvel to be that, like, force that is terrifying for villains in the MCU. Right? right. Exactly. Here are some good things I will say about my movie, and then I have a few that I like about yours as well. Like I said, Loki is great in... Thor the Dark World. I think he is a standout in the movie compared to Chris Hemsworth's Thor, who just, like, they don't do anything to evolve Thor in this movie. He's just there. He's just finally worthy, just going around fighting people, doing what he needs to. Meanwhile, Loki goes through a crazy emotional arc. He finds out his mother died, he's depressed, then he starts to work with Thor, helps him get out of Asgard, save Jane, the whole nine yards. Loki is great. The other thing that I actually really enjoyed was when in London at the end when Thor's fighting Malekith and they go to all the uh, different universes. During that time, he doesn't have Mjolnir because he threw Mjolnir. So mm-hmm. every time he goes through a universe, you see it just left turn to where he's going. I thought that was cool. 
That's all I got for good things about Thor The Dark World. <laughs> that's all I can say that's good about that movie. Captain Marvel, though, I'll say, even though there was a plethora of them, I did enjoy like all the 90s references because it was a new era that they haven't really explored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the visuals were pretty good. The scrolls, I love the scrolls. Talos is great. Talos is that's great. That's what I was going to talk about. Talos is so good. I love him as a character. I love the scrolls as a race in the comic books. I really just... I just don't like the way that they... This is a negative about your movie. I, I'm spinning a positive to a negative. You can't make the Skrulls sympathetic. The Skrulls are not a sympathetic race in the comics. They are world conquerors. In, they are a problem. Secret Invasion was a Thanos, Ultron, whatever in the comics. And I get making them sympathetic as refugees because of what the Kree are doing. That's great. Just reverse it. Just swap it. Make the scrolls the people that are invading because now you have to do secret invasion and retcon that they're actually bad. Like, I, I, it's not going to make sense. You set up Talos to be Nick Fury's body double while he's off in space with Sword. Does Talos know that this is happening? Are we going to have to hate Talos going forward now? It's fucking stupid. Just make the scrolls the bad guys that they're supposed to be. Marvel has a problem. I'm going on a tangent right Here now. Here we go. Buckle up, ladies and Marvel gentlemen. Marvel has a problem with making... They can't make a downright bad villain. I can't... And when they do, it sucks. But you, they need Hella to... Hela was a pretty good villain, and she was just bad. She was a straight-up villain, okay? Thanos? Tha Thanos, Hela... Killmonger... Oh, Killmonger is... Uh, Thanos, yeah. Hela, uh, Green Goblin, straight-up bad. No, because he has the alternate persona where he's literally like... There you go. So... Electro... Yeah. Even not really. Marvel has a problem with making a villain a bad villain. Red Skull. Yeah, but then they made him sympathetic for getting trapped on the home of the home world of the Soul Stone. Like, like, give me just a good bad villain. Ronan. Ego. But he was bad. But like that. But like when they do it, they make the big bads of comic runs a one-off villain. Like they can't get their villains right. Killmonger was a great villain. Mm -hmm. He had good points, but the reason they made him, like, we had to not root for him because he was 100% right, is that he just straight up murdered a woman that gave him the Black Panther powers. Right. That's the only reason he was a bad guy. Like, I need a good villain that doesn't have redeeming qualities. The Like, my favorite villain is the Joker because he is just bad for the sake of being bad because yeah. he's crazy. There's no sympathy for him. I want that in the MCU. Full stop. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you're done. That's I, everything. I, you that's got? the end of my tirade. I gotta. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, ba, 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 ba. yeah. So back to Captain Marvel. I don't think it's as bad as Thor: The Dark World because. Uh, I like Captain Marvel's origin. I like seeing her get her powers. I like seeing her, like, the memory loss idea. I think that was a cool twist. And then you find out that the Kree are actually the bad guys. I think that's a cool twist. Whereas Thor The Dark World was just like a filler episode for the next Avengers movie that was coming out. I feel like it didn't really do much. Uh, the joke of Eric Selvig being clinically insane and running around ass naked, I didn't want to see him running around ass naked at Stonehenge. Like, it just didn't make any sense for me. Um, he's also a plot point to take the mysticism out of the MCU. Like everything has to have an explanation coming from him about what's happening. He right. explains the nine realms. He explains the convergence perfectly, which I don't understand how he does that. I was genuinely confused what the hell was wrong with him when I watched the movie. And I was like, oh, Loki broke his brain in Avengers one. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. What the fuck? So it's just, yeah, it's just not, I, it, it probably like. Uh, with the addition of Thor Love and Thunder, and I know you don't like that one, 
I'd still say my tier listing for Thor movies goes Ragnarok, Thor 1, Love and Thunder, Thor the Dark Thor. And that's kind of, this is kind of like my concluding point here, is that I feel that Thor's movies are consistently... Mid? Not great. Like, with the exception, like, you have a chart that goes straight across Thor, Dark World, Ragnarok Peaks, and then right back down again for Love and Thunder. I even said that one wasn't terrible. Yeah, I mean... It the worst thing about that movie was, was that they died his eyes. Yes, okay, yep. yes. The thing about the it was that? is that they just can't get Thor right. Is the problem? No, I, I feel like Infinity War and Endgame they did a great job with Thor, right? But, but it was yeah. a depression and still recognizing that you're worthy. It's, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's great. great. Thor Ragnarok was hilarious. It was a big change of pace. Yeah, but like besides that. But then they went overboard with it in Love of Thunder, and it's a terrible movie. There's a low point. For we almost Phase swapped four. this movie to be Thor: The Dark Thor versus Love and Thunder, yeah. and I feel like I actually would have genuinely lost that one. And it's it's too bad that the Thor movies are consistently bad. Yeah, right and. I just feel that like the they at least got Ragnarok right. You see what I mean? Yeah. And like when it comes well, like to- think about the characterization of Thor in that movie. Like was he really like the Thor in the comics? I'd say no. He was comedic for the sake of being comedic and right. it was good. Mm-hmm. But Thor in the comics is supposed to be like battling cosmic level enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Thor runs that I'm reading or just finished reading uh recently is you take Thor and you make him the herald of... He became the herald of Galactus because he needed more power on top of being the king of Asgard. Like, this is the most powerful Thor we've ever seen. The, you know the Fortnite skin of Thor that they added in? Yeah. That's that run, okay? okay? So he's the herald of Galactus, he's the king of Asgard, and he's doing all of this to fight something called the Black Winter, which is like this force in the universe that just makes Galactus run in fear. It opens up. The first two issues are Thor kicking the shit out of Galactus because he's that powerful. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the Black Winter, whoops his ass. Then you have a Donald Donald Blake who killed uh, the World Serpent and took its power, and so that's cosmic level. Like having Thor fight Hulk on Sakaar is that great? Yeah. Was that supposed to be like um, the World War Hulk setup? Sure, kind of. But yeah. then you have him fighting Malekith. Then you have him fighting Loki. Then you have him fighting. Gore the kid kidnapper, not the god butcher, because it happened off screen. Right. The kid kidnapper. Like, that's not Thor. They haven't gotten him right as a character. Whereas Iron Man, they did the demon in a the bottle. They had him go through all of his suits. They had him fight the Mandarin, kind of. Captain America has the best trilogy in the MCU. 100%. Because he had Red Skull, the Winter Soldier, and then you had Civil War, yeah. Civil War. Like, they hit his three comic points the best. Whereas Iron Man, shit, except for one. Uh, Thor has four movies and they're not great except for one of them. Mm-hmm. And then that yeah, that's the that's the trilogy. That's the, the trio. And the thing is, is like when when it comes to the new Captain Marvel movie, it's being marketed as the Marvels, not yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, they and, have the tie. Yeah. And you know they. Like I just hope that this movie like is fixes her. It fixes her because from a writing standpoint, they did her bad. Or at least with yeah. Thor, there has been peaks for Thor. Peak. Captain Marvel, I feel it's just kind of yeah, you know, the Absolutely. writing hasn't been great. Absolutely. I, one thing I just didn't like about the Captain Marvel movie is how she got her comic accurate suit. Like I get that it's the Cree one, mm-hmm. but then you have Monica Rambo, the child, or uh, the, yeah, Monica's the child. Yeah. You have Monica Rambo. She's like, oh, you want to pick my costume for me? And she just figures out how to use alien technology in 40 seconds to change the colors. Right. Get yeah. the fuck out no, of here. No, it's all bad writing. You know it's what I mean? Such it's all a, bad writing. It's nothing against the characters or the actors in the movie. It's just that from the lens of the movie and what happens in it, 
get the fuck out of here with that shit. That right. makes no sense. I agree. Full ready, stop. Ready to see one? Yeah, I want to see which one that people think is the worst. All right. And I'm assuming we have wise. So we do have wise. Boom. All right. So let's see here. We have El Chimichanga saying, fuck a dark world. Captain Marvel is better. Okay. Uh, we got people in here saying, not a fan of Brie Larson. Get no. out of here. You get, sorry. Your, your point is automatically invalid because you did that. I got to put these four comments in order. The Dark World is an ugly... This is my my buddy Kevin, Music by Snowden. What up, Kev? Uh, the Dark World is an ugly gray film. Villain is trash. Sully the op to let Loki go out on a high note. Mm. The relationship at the core of the story is boring and uninspired. They mean Jane and Thor. Side characters are whack. Action is okay. And the real meat and potatoes is the Loki-Thor relationship. Oh, I didn't even touch on that. I think we need more Loki and Thor movies and things together. Together in Ragnarok and everything, they're fantastic. Uh, we have Penguin Joey Shop saying uh, the audio in Captain Marvel is awful. Did not like the soundtrack. Mm. Uh, we have... It was 90s music. Get the fuck out of here. We have Chucky Swole saying, I just like Thor better. Uh, we have uh, Justy from the 305 saying the Captain Marvel story could have been better, which mm. is my big argument Agreed. here today. 100% fair. Um, and that's really all the comments we Can I read on the ones that people one. said about it? I'm not going to read them out loud, but I, I want to just see what people have to say. Okay. I want to just see yeah. what dumb people have to say about a good actress. Because she's great in other things. I love Brie Larson. She, yeah. uh, 21 I, Jump Street is one of my favorite things because she's such a wacky character. I was, I was excited that she got cast as Captain Marvel because she I got, think she's strong as hell. She's the workout videos oh, this girl pushes a jeep that's yeah. sick ready to see who won here dj yeah i want to know who, what people think is worse and I, if, it, if it's captain marvel i'm gonna it's just because people don't like her and the winner of which is worse captain marvel or thor the dark thor is thor the dark thor yeah i had i saw that coming yep mm. saw everyone's that coming. mcu tier listing has it at Cap the bottom captain marvel 40 percent thor the dark world 60 percent the mark the, the marker is missing um, so DJ wins the episode. They can't see you. I'm not recording anything you do. So Captain Marvel, 40%. Thor the Dark World, 60%. I knew I was going to lose this episode. I, I knew that people... It's everyone's least favorite I, I, People don't talk about this movie. And I, I know, mostly for you, I knew you wanted to talk about this movie since we, literally we started this podcast almost a It was like episode ago, two I planned You or were like, I want to talk about this movie. Yeah. So Thor I, the Dark Thor is shit. It will never not be shit. My favorite thing is that they've been try they have tried ever since it came out to retcon it into being a better movie. Yeah. Like it's one it, they went to Thor the Dark Thor in uh Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the test the the fucking ether really. How the hell does it go from a giant cloud of red blood in the movie to being in a small box the size of a lunchbox in the post credit scene where they give it to the fucking collector and then when Thanos goes to get it it's the fucking stone. What they do? Put it in an ice cube tray for 20 minutes? Like I'm so confused. <laughs> Like, how do you get from that to that to Ice Cube Tray? I don't get it. And meanwhile, the Tesseract Thanos breaks open, and then the stone's in the middle of the Tesseract. And you break open time. the scepter, and the stone, the, the Mind Stone is perfectly in shape. Then you have the Power Stone in an orb. Then you have to kill your best friend off a cliff to get the Soul Stone. But the fucking Ether Reality Stone does not make sense to me. It goes through the five, the three phases of matter in the span of three movies. I'm a big fan of the, uh, the liquid Ether. If I had to pick my favorite state of matter there. This makes no fucking sense. You know, just, that's, <laughs> you know what I'll do for you? 
once we get more maybe next year maybe in like january or february season three oh my god we'll That's so happy we'll do thor the dark world again Yay. versus love and thunder because i think love and thunder is worse than the dark world in my Ooh, opinion that might be close but i think if we give people a little bit more time with it instead of it being yeah. so fresh i'll yeah. revisit dark world for you because i know that you are still very passionate about it I, like the fact that they have to retcon it in other movies to make it better is bullshit. One of my favorite lines of the movie, though, there's only one line in this movie I like. It's when Loki and Thor are escaping in the Dark Elf ship. They're flying through Asgard. They're getting shot down. How the fuck does he know how to fly at a Dark World ship? Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. How the hell does he go Save from, it for it next time. Okay. My favorite line is when they're flying in the ship. Loki has some of the best, like, one-off lines. They're flying. They're flying through Asgard. He turns the ship sideways so it looks like a sword. And they cut off the statue, the head of one of the statues. And Thor goes, congratulations. You just cut off your grandpa's head. And that was it. Like, I don't know why. That's the only other thing I like about that movie. That's three things I like in an hour and a half movie. Here's what I think about this movie. That was disgusting. That's why I use this mic. Where can they find us? Oh, right. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, you can follow us, Clash Corner Pod on Instagram, Clash Corner Pod on Twitter. Our TikTok died, by the way. Yeah, rip. Didn't really use it anyway. If you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can uh, email us at clashcornerpod at gmail.com. Tweet at us, which some people do, Clash Corner Pod on Twitter. Or you can email us. Did I say that already? Clash Corner Pod at gmail.com. Clash Corner Pod at gmail.com. Uh, Where can they find us? Follow on? me on Deej underscore games on Twitter. Follow him at monies underscore vault on Instagram and Twitter. Where can they find the Clash Corner on Twitter? You didn't say that. Oh, sorry. Uh, follow us, Clash Corner Pod on Twitter. And where can they email us? ClashCornerPod at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, this has been Thor the Dark <laughs> Thor versus Captain Marvel. You suck, man. I'll see you guys next. We will. I don't know why I said I. We will getting see recast. You, we will see you guys next week for Danny Phantom versus Ben 10. I'm excited for this one. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I like this one. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye.